T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hour two on Maggie and Perloff. Welcome back. So, Maggie, from this morning on, it's been a lot of positive news about the health of DeMar Hamlin. Bill Safety still in a Cincinnati hospital, but we woke up to some tweets that were very encouraging, including one from the Bills saying that he was awake. And then we got to hear an excellent press conference from two doctors in Cincinnati who just had so many encouraging things to say about DeMar Hamlin and where his health might be headed. Oh, saying that, you know, uh, the goal now is to, they said, liberate him from the ventilator, yep. which is obviously great. He's alert. He's responding to, you know, commands. And even they gave him a piece of paper and a pencil and a clipboard, and he wrote a question, and the question was, did we win the game? So they said, their quote, the lights are on, he's home, all the cylinders are firing, which is incredible for his, you know, future. And the fact that he is neurologically intact is how they called it, moving hands and legs. And they also asked, so does he have any idea, like, what's happened? He said that uh, he didn't understand why he was in the hospital. So obviously didn't remember anything that happened with the play. But also they said he's starting to understand, like, Imagine what he is waking up to. And if we keep going in this great direction, over $7 million have been donated to his charity. He's now a household name, not just in football, but this story crossed over to mainstream news. And who knows? Like, he may have changed the NFL in in certain ways forever. I mean, he is waking up to an entirely new reality. That's got to be so crazy. That's a story for another day, but yeah. just part of this is like, wow, this is your life. Right, right. And today, it's, it's interesting, we're still waiting for official word from the NFL on what's next for the Bengals and Bills. So the, the reports coming from really reputable NFL writers have some, some different scenarios. Uh, possibly the Chiefs and the Bills having a choice, actually, whoever gets the number one seed between a bye or home field. But Maggie, it's been interesting to me, the callers have had uh, such interesting and wide-ranging ideas for what to do here to make it. I think you want to be fair. I think you want to be respectful to the Buffalo Bills. I think you want to be respectful to everybody. But at a certain point, we're going to have to make a decision and move on here, right? Yeah, and I think that's probably going to be coming pretty soon. As the news on DeMar gets better and better, I think it gives the NFL a little bit of permission, if you will, to get a little more aggressive on how they're going to resolve this right and there are so many different ways that this could go down but as you get as you said you're hearing that it looks like the game's going to be called a no contest so we have that but then how do you make it fair and equitable do you give the kansas city chiefs as the one seed 
the option to have home field advantage or have a bye week. Then maybe the Bills get the other leftover option. Do you do the AFC championship game on a neutral field? Uh, one caller said three buys. <laughs> Kansas City gets a bye. Buffalo gets a bye. Cincinnati gets a bye. You get a bye. You get a bye. You get a bye. Yeah, everyone. Do you get eight <laughs> teams now into the AFC and NFC uh, playoffs just so now nobody gets a bye? And the one seed would now play an eight seed. So all those teams that either are on the brink of elimination or have been eliminated would be back in the mix. Yeah. I mean, this this kind of thinking would have gotten the Alabama Crimson Tide into the final four. I like this. Expand. Expand on the spot here. Although the teams that are that might get in are not the biggest threats. I mean, listen, if the, the Miami Miami's limping into this whole thing right now. The, they might get, get into the playoffs, but... It is interesting about playoff expansion. Maybe, maybe Green Bay being the seventh seed in reality is dangerous. But generally, though, I think the playoff field is thinning out pretty quickly. Um, I mean, come on, listen, the AFC. I think the NF- in the in the NFC. And no, in the AFC, it's thinning out. Do you think? Uh, I mean, the Patriots might get in. They're going to be <laughs> nine and eight. Okay, well, the Patriots might get in. You want to go against Bill Belichick in the playoffs? Pittsburgh Steelers yes. might get in. You want to go against Tomlin yes. in the playoffs? No oh, thanks. my gosh. I would love to go against Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Listen, Miami could get in. You want to see Tyree Kill in the playoffs? Jalen Waddle yes. in the playoffs? No, thank yeah. you. Oh, are you kidding me? You don't want to see Miami? Is there, Who's the quarterback? Because I'm assuming Tua is not playing. Well, I don't think I, Tua, that's a much bigger conversation. Does but, Tua ever play again? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I definitely. I, I want to see Mac Jones in the playoffs. Yes, I really, really do. And I really want to well, see Kenny Pickett in the playoffs. It's Mac Jones. Is it Matt Patricia that you really don't want to see in the playoffs? I don't know if Mac Jones is a bad quarterback. I just think he's got a terrible offensive coordinator. But yeah, I guess it, it thins out. You're right. The Packers, if they get in, if they beat the Lions, they're no doubt the most dangerous low, low yeah. seed. Yeah. They're, they're a complete exception because this anomaly that they have one of the top five greatest quarterbacks of all time. I, I don't think you can say that about whoever's going to be the seventh seed in the AFC. So, yeah, but generally, though, I think NFL's expanded the playoffs as much as they really should. I was kind of kidding about these eight teams. They do not need to go to an eight seed in each conference. I, don't you agree with that? Or do you really think that these teams can be scary? Um, I think that there is an inevitability that eight teams is going to happen probably pretty soon anyway. Because Have, this isn't the NHL. Sports, they're not going to go to eight teams. We can't help ourselves. I know baseball has gotten a little crazy, and the Phillies did win 87 games to get the game six of the World Series, but it's still not <laughs> half the league. The NBA, the NHL, I mean, everyone's going this way because they want teams to – you know, more fan bases to have hope and all of that. We'll get to what Rogers had to say in just a moment, but want to get to your calls at 855-212-4227. Let's go to Pete. He's in Madison, Wisconsin. Hi, Pete. Hi, Maggie. Thanks for taking my call. Um, my take on this is pretty simple. Uh, not too long ago, we just went on a 16-game season anyway. Why not cancel all AFC games this weekend? Let Buffalo and Cincinnati finish their game and then determine the playoff rankings off of a 16-game season. But it's not fair to the teams that are still trying to squeak their way into the playoffs. Well, it's not fair for the top teams that are going to have to be uh, – uh, choices are going to be made about who's going to get the top seeding. Uh, they're they're going to be arbitrary choices made by the NFL. But like, it, it, it's not fair to the Titans who are trying to get in and win their division crown and didn't know last week that they weren't going to get a chance to do that. I, I think that's asking too much. No. Okay. 
Hmm. My take? Pete, yeah. I see where you're going here because, and I appreciate the thought and the call, and I think it's because you're right. Nobody's going to feel great about any of these outcomes, right? Like we all know that yeah. somebody is going to get the short shrift here. But, you know, to, to have to postpone all the AFC games when you have the Patriots, the Dolphins, the um, Steelers, even the Jags can, even if they lose to the Titans, can somehow backdoor their way into the playoffs. Jags and Titans, as Perloff said, for the AFC South. It does feel like a lot of people's lives get disrupted as opposed to just the sort of people who are involved in the incident on Monday. Yeah, I think teams that are in the playoffs are a different, different thing than teams that are not in the playoffs. Yes, I understand. It's a big deal about seeding. That's huge. But to actually have whether you're going to make the playoffs or not make the playoffs determined by this, I think is a completely different calculus. So, uh, yeah, and by the way, I feel I, I didn't mean to yell at Pete. Pete sounds awesome. I'm so sorry. <laughs> He's like, well, just my geez, opinion. Pearl off. <laughs> just my I opinion. Mean, no, no, no. I mean, it, it makes sense. It's not like I didn't understand him. I just think that that's unfair to a team like the Titans because getting into the playoffs is is a monumental thing uh, for any franchise. For Jacksonville to get in is going to be huge if they get in. And I think they will. No, Perloff is just trying to mute his rage. And yeah, you, I would never. Madison, Wisconsin, are you kidding me? I love people from Wisconsin. I would never do that Oh, to we people. know. You're from Philly. It's always just bubbling right below the surface, Perloff. Me? You're always ready oh. to throw a battery at Santa. Get out of here. I could <laughs> I could be, I would get along in Wisconsin. I am not. Philly people are nicer than you think, Maggie. Just when they get into that stadium, something, a switch <laughs> gets turned and they're bizarre. And by that stadium, you mean any stadium in, in, in the continental United States yes. and most of Europe. Any round uh, stadium, yes. <laughs> or Little League Field, high school, college, anything. Uh, let's go to Marches in Arizona. March, how are you? Good. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. First sure. of all, making the Buffalo-Cincinnati game a non-game and treating it like a tie is the only logical thing that can be done. And you, and then let the winning percentages determine who gets to buy. And other than that, don't do anything. Leave it alone. Sometimes we overthink things. We got to just keep it simple. Logistically, nothing will have to change. And that's what I think we should do. However, from a selfish point of view, I'm from Pittsburgh. So if they want to add an A team, I'll go for that too. So thanks, guys. <laughs> March, thank you. March. March is an Occam's razor guy. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. What kind of, did March? That's a name. It's it's not a name. I've I never a met a March. Name. Is that it's definitely a month? <laughs> definitely a month. He said I love it. Him. He said it, like the month. I'm like, all right, sounds good to me. Yeah, you know, it's I also don't a think verb. We're naming- <laughs> yeah, I like names that are verbs. I don't think that we're naming enough people after months, yeah. quite frankly. Well, you have June, June Cleaver, and uh, yeah. I've never met a July. August. August. Yeah, yeah, you got the guy that was sneaking around with Jada. What's his name? August something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Memorable. Uh, what's, yeah. What's the prettiest name uh, for a month? Oh. Hmm. Prettiest name for a month. I have no idea. January Jones was on Mad Men for a long time. January Jones, right? Is there anybody named February? Not really. No. February is a tough one. Short month. April's common. Cold most of the world. April's pretty common. My grandma my grandma was June. Yeah, there you go. May. May's a name. 
Yeah, April, isn't it? April, May, June, very common. April is it? This, are we getting into? Names. Are we getting into George Costanza? Let, let's name them seven. <laughs> Soda. Yeah, yeah. My, also, my, as I said, I said there there are not enough people named for months. It's like, well, you got April, May, and June. <laughs> you do yeah. have January, August. It actually seems like the months are pretty well represented. Yeah, yeah. But then again, you know, <laughs> that's true. Hi, I'm October Phillips. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's memorable, though. That is good. By I, 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 March, call back and explain where you got that name. Is that a nickname? <laughs> is it short for what would it be short for? Could be shortened last name, Marchesano. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pat just came up with a random friend yeah. down the block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love for it. instance. Um, let's go to Eric, who's in Vancouver, Washington. Hey, Eric, what's up? Hey, actually, uh, I met a very nice dancer named February one time, actually. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I bet she was. <laughs> Any, anyways, uh, I agree with it. It's got to go down as a tie. And assuming they all win Kansas City, uh, Buffalo, and uh, Cincinnati uh, this week, you know, Kansas City end up one, Buffalo two, Cincinnati three. Um, but here's a little twist. So Buffalo, they've, it looks like they're getting the greatest victory of all time with uh, Hamlin's health. Um, Definitely. But if Buffalo and Cincinnati were to meet in the playoffs, there's a twist. Cincinnati gets home field advantage, and that kind of makes up that game. Oh, that's interesting. So even if the Bills got the two seed, if it – breaks if it shakes out that buffalo and cincinnati would play which would happen by the way if the, if if the favorites won right then it would be on cincinnati's field because of what happened on the monday night game that's very interesting wow that's pretty heavy it's that. also pretty heavy you know to think about yeah Ugh. there's an emotional part of that yeah too. um i i'm doing some research by the way uh yeah. baby name dna uh, March is a great name for a boy. Along with August, March is one of the month names perfectly suited to boys. Uh, it is from the name of Mars, the Roman god of war. It is worth considering for a middle option. As a surname, it brings warm memories of the girls of little women. I don't know what that means. And of oh, 20th, yeah, the March sisters. And of 20th century actor Frederick. I think March was his last name. I don't know kind of thin Maggie. i'm not sure i'm I going mean, honestly, march for my I next kid frederick march every day yeah, yeah. you cannot stop talking about frederick march and the women of little women or the girls of little women yes oh. this entire show is just based on a louisa may alcott book um by the way uh, i i saw little women with winona Ryder in the theater uh oh you were on a date i think i was and i have to be you honest, better have been when, when joe died <laughs> oh waterworks I, I had to like hide my head. Sorry, spoiler <laughs> alert, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. The book was No, actually, Joe didn't die. Who died in Little no, Women? No, she didn't die. The other sister died. The, the, when the sister died in the Winona Ryder version, I think I was on a date. Maybe not, though, Maggie. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I'm trying to play tough guy. I think I might have gone alone on a Tuesday afternoon. With, uh, I love just a sensitive a, man. Yeah. A lot of Kleenex. It was a sad day. I was just thinking uh, that our, our caller said that he once met a nice dancer named February. Not a bad idea for a stripper name. You know, what's your name? My name is November. Whatever Ooh. month it is, it'd be easy to remember. You don't have to start thinking up a fake name all the time. It's like, what's your name? My name's January 5th. 
2023. Put, it, put in a date. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's better than having to remember Nevea or something. <laughs> January 5th to the main stage. January 5th to the main stage. Exactly. Oh, here's a special occasion. Our buddy, Sully. Happy New Year, my friend. There has never been a better transition for our phone call than talking about stripper names. <laughs> <laughs> Sully's stripper name would be Carla Yastrzemski. <laughs> Maggie! Sully, I miss Happy you. Happy New Year, Maggie. Always, always, always good to hear your voice. Thank you for always looking after one of my closest and dearest friends to your left, my guy, McLovin. McLovin, the fact that <laughs> you said Philly fans aren't angry. And then you were just talking about going on a date to see little women yeah. and crying in the theater. Yeah. Bro, I-, I love that you're getting vulnerable in this new year. Like, keep yeah. it going. Get the vulnerability <laughs> yeah. out, McLovin. Let's keep growing. Well, so you and I have a lot in common. We're both men's men. I think everyone can. You know, you see us, you're like, let's get a steak and a martini and go to town. But the truth is, we have our sensitive sides. Oh, buddy, my feelings have feelings. I'm so sensitive, McLovin. You know that. <laughs> oh, you know I'm the same way, buddy. Oh, it's the best. And um, you know what? I'm glad. I wanted to call in first of all and wish everybody at the Maggie and Perloff show a happy New Year, especially our our man that's still on paternity leave, Mike Samter and the baby. What a blessing this is for the New Year, DJ Stu. DJ Stu couldn't hear my name. He didn't know who I was calling. I think he was a little <laughs> taken back when he goes, "What's your name?" I said, "What's your name?" He's like, excuse me? And, um, you know, as, as it is for the playoffs, and I want to kind of keep the conversations on topic now, expand it all. Let them all in. Let them all in. What? I hope Buffalo. Sully, this is just yeah, so the Patriots it, can get a shirt of playoff uh, spot. We know what you're up to. McLovin, how did you, how did you miss that, McLovin? Of course. It's, I, need, <laughs> I, need eight, I need eight and a half wins. And that Vegas game killed my overbet for the season. Oh no! That was, that was my half a game. That was my half a game. I'm, I'm, look. Obviously, we want this kid to get healthy. And if he ever plays football again, who cares? Just get this kid healthy. See that everybody around the world. He was the most loved. Is the most loved athlete at this moment. Let's get all that taken care of. Let's play. The, let's hope the Bills have zero to play for. So they can put in who's the, your buddy's the quarterback, isn't he, McLovin? Yeah, up in Case Buffalo? Keenum. Case Keenum. Yeah, let's put him in because that's a nice win for the Patriots to get me nine wins. And then I don't care if they make the playoffs or not because they're not good. This is not a good football team. I strictly, selfishly want the win for the Patriots just so I can hit my overbet. That's it. That's all fair. I care about. Totally fair. Listen, fair. Sully, these they're are the good. kind of blessings we hope come to you in the new year. Somehow, a miraculous overbet hits for the Pats. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, that, I mean, that would be God looking down on me. I'm in Hermosa Beach. We're going to go see some friends. We're in Hermosa Beach for a couple of days. McLovin, I took Monty to the uh, Angry Chicken. Yes. Loved it. We loved it. We had some great laughs last night. And, uh, you know, I'm still working on trying to figure out how to get to Arizona for the next uh, couple of days in the beginning of second week of February. There we go. Yeah. No, I, go. I didn't want to put you on the spot on air, but we need you at the Super Bowl, buddy. But you got to call Schmoopy. you got to call the fabulous Schmoopy and see what she can do. Well, I know. The bowl game didn't go your way for the Utes. You know how Schmoopy is with her Utes. <laughs> yeah, but they, they had nothing to really play for. They beat USC. That's all we cared about living in the South Bay. 
All right. I think maybe we should take the rest of this offline. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. What are you doing tomorrow, Sully? Uh, no, Sully, we love you. So glad you called. Uh, happy you New back. Year. And love we hope that more. we see you in Arizona, all right? Yeah, buddy. Love you more. Okay. See you guys. <laughs> Bye. I love Sully's feelings have feelings. Um, uh, that's awesome. He's yeah. The by the way, and Sully did say hi to Pat Boyle because I don't think he knew he was on here, but he would love Pat. So let's just oh, throw, yeah. shout that out, too. Definitely. It's, that's a no-brainer. That's actually a good match. We should get you guys together. <laughs> I'd like that. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. With all this positive news about DeMar Hamlin's health and his status, we wanted to bring back on our friend Dr. Brian McDonough, the clinical professor of family medicine at Temple University School of Medicine and the host of the Dr. Brian McDonough Show podcast to sort of put a little bit more in layman's terms what we heard from the two doctors at the Cincinnati University of Cincinnati Medical Center, Perloff. And so, Dr. McDonough, thanks so much for joining us again today. No, I'm really happy to join you today. This is great news. This is great. So let's start with the the positivity here, the remarkable recovery, the fact that they're talking about, quote-unquote, liberating DeMar from the ventilator. Um, from all the things you heard listening to it as a doctor, what stood out to you the most? Well, the thing that stood out the most was that from a standpoint, his brain function was great. It was intact. He was responding. In fact, I, I think the first comment he wrote down was, did we win, which tells you, you know, he's processing things and he, he has memory. He's able to think about things. He's processing it. He's communicating through writing. I mean, all those things are just wonderful, which tells you that uh, it, they got to him quickly and they quickly got that oxygen back to the brain. You remember when we were talking, um, my fear was how long did he go where the heart wasn't getting, you know, in a simultaneous way, pushing that blood and the oxygen to the brain. But clearly, uh, they got his heart going, and they were able to get enough oxygen there that that helped. So that that's your number one thing. You know, your fear is you don't want someone to make it through this, and then they're not neurologically intact or able to do things. Uh, also, I think the thing I got from hearing them talk is, you know, the fact that he has the coordination to write, that he's moving his legs, those things. That also tells you that, to that extent, He's much. He's coordinated, and he's able through his brain and his body 
to control his limbs. That's very important. And then finally, the fact that he obviously still needs help for his lungs. I mean, you know, that's a lot of stress and a lot of things, but they're, they're giving him the oxygen and they're slowly weaning him from that. That's also very important. So he can, when he breathes on his own and he's free of that, you know, that's the next big step. Yeah. Uh, doctor, I, I'm, I apologize. I'm so ignorant on this. Does that mean he's still on a form of a ventilator? And, and what does that mean long-term or anything? They weren't specific. Here, here's what happens. I know this much. I know that he's on a, he's on a system where the, he's providing some of his own breathing and they're breathing for him as well. So usually what happens is it's, it could be, let's say, a 50% mix, 40%. Like more and more and more, they're going to count on him breathing on his own. And then when they think he's ready, and for all we know, I mean, we're not getting those specific things. They've done this already. They extubate him. In other words, they take him. Um, off the ventilator, and then he breathes on his own. And they have him go through it, and they watch him closely, like, does he need more support or whatever? And the goal, of course, is to go from that to then maybe giving him what we would call a ventamask or a mask, you know, helping him breathe uh, even more, but without the tube there. So, you know, it, it's clear they didn't have to trach him. They, at least they said they didn't trach him on the field, which means they probably just put a tube down, and, and that's also good for him as well. Dr. Brian McDonough is joining us. So if he keeps progressing at, at, at this, you know, at this pace and we're not putting any pressure, you take it takes as long as it takes. But where is he in his recovery when you hear news like this? How far along? Oh, I think, you know, until they say he's out of the ICU and, and you know, out of critical, you, you know, you don't make any predictions. But I will tell you, for being, you know, this was Monday night. We're not even at Thursday night for him to be at this point. That is a very, you know, positive, positive approach. I mean, I mean, some people I'm sure are thinking, well, gee, you know, you'd expect him just to be able to, he'll come back and start moving around. It, it isn't that easy. But knowing how these things go and having treated, you know, we, well, we treat many people in this situation for a wide variety of reasons. This is a, a good comeback. And they're obviously not overstressing his system, you know. And you also remember they're, they're probably checking his blood work for his kidney and his liver and all those things. But they didn't get into specifics, but it does seem like other things are, are working well, too, which is also very important. Doctor, I'm still struck you were explaining uh, last time you were on that there was a bit of randomness uh, where the the blood cycle with the heart was and all that. As you, as you look at the sport of football, and I'm sure you've had a few days to think about this, what, does this injury sort of mean mean anything? Is it going to change the way people approach the sport, or is this something that really – you know, there's nothing that can be done because it is a violent sport and there are going to be injuries. I think if anything, what they're going to do, and this will also help because it got so much attention, people playing at all other levels, is make sure that there is a certain degree of padding to the extent you can have to protect children, to protect high school players, professional players, everybody from um, having their chest wall hit like that. Um, you know, little league players, you might see with a line drive back to the mound or they get, usually you don't get as much velocity when they're pitching, but you know, that's where I think, boom, it hits. I mean, and, and you've got your heart goes through this entire cycle. Every time it beats it, it's a whole thing. And we measure the electrical circuit. Well, at this one specific spot, this one instant in time, that's when it's vulnerable. If it gets hit, if there's trauma at that exact second, it can send the heart into an irregular beat. Now, m most times, nothing ever happens, obviously. But when that does happen, that's the concern. So I think the lesson out of this is, first, we want to make sure that, you know, schools, uh, whatever it takes, you know, c 
contributions, donations, whatever, they get AEDs um, at the schools. The second thing is that you have people who know how to do CPR. And the third thing is, you know, people will be aware of this and to try to, you know, to have padding where it's necessary to help. You know, it's funny, I was thinking about all that money that's been raised, and there's, it's not for me to determine it, but boy, you know, if that money could be used, you know, to supply schools and others with AEDs, I mean, it'd be such a wonderful use of all that money and it could save, it could save other lives. I mean, I know this was designed for toys and it's not my, you know, my charity. I think it's wonderful what people did, but that would be a really uh, great use of, of money as well to try to uh, get them to, you know, great schools and places that might not be able to afford them. You know, they're, they're, they're over a thousand dollars, so it's not inexpensive to get. It's a great idea. And, you know, DeMar Hamlin, it hopefully, you know, is, is on this great trajectory. He's going to make this great recovery, but he is going to forever be linked with, obviously, this story. It doesn't matter what he does next, win a Super Bowl, win two Super Bowls, he'll always be known for this. And so to have, like, him be associated with a cause like that, I think, makes a lot of sense. Dr. McDonough, we can't tell you how much we appreciate this. Clinical professor of family medicine at Temple University School of Medicine and the host of the Dr. Brian McDonough Show podcast. You're always there when we need you, doctor. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day, and I'm glad I could share good news. Take care. Yeah, fantastic. Love it. And you know what? It was now being reported that a man named Denny Kellington, who's the assistant athletic, assistant athletic trainer for the Bills, was the first person who immediately started to administer CPR on DeMar Hamlin. He's a hero. I yeah. mean, all of the first responders, but they, the doctors in Cincinnati today said if it wasn't for the, outs, the high quality, as even Dr. McDonough said, the high quality of CPR that was administered right away not only maybe saved his life, but his neurological function. Unbelievable. That's incredible. Yeah, unbelievable. And, and people are documenting the the NFL procedures, which are great. I love that idea of making sure that youth sports have AEDs. That's a wonderful, uh, you know, maybe we'll put that out on Twitter because that's a, a great idea. You know, we follow yeah, sports. Amplify. We love sports. Yeah. You know, let's make the games safer, especially for kids. Oh, absolutely. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So we've been talking about this great news with DeMar Hamlin, obviously, and that's first and foremost. And now there's the second part of this, which is it's Thursday now. We know week 18 is going to go off as scheduled. But what happens? We're still awaiting word from the NFL on how they're going to deal with the AFC in terms of seeding. We are getting leaks now from reporters that it looks like Bill's Bengals that's a memory now. Uh, that's never going to resume. The reporting is saying that's going to be called a no contest, but we still don't know what happens next after that. Is the AFC Championship game on a neutral field if it's Bills KC? Is, you know, does KC get a, if they get the one seed, do they get the option, home field advantage or a bye? Uh, do you add an eighth team to the playoffs so nobody gets a bye? Perloff, the yeah. possibilities are endless here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the eighth team part is, of course, my favorite scenario. Just to see, <laughs> of course, it is. and I was surprised. Uh, I, listen, I my team is the number one seed in the NFC right now. But if I'm the Jets, I don't want that eight seed. That's how you break Why? your play. You break your playoff drought after being eliminated to get in as the eighth seed. No, that is not good. Wait, Especially, is Pat Pat Boyle is a Jets fan, right? Pat, you want to be in? I am not a Jets fan. I am solely oh, I rooting for my guy Mike White. <laughs> You've only adopted the Jets quarterback as your guy. You're a Giants fan? No, I was a Browns fan, and now, oh, I'm, right. a, now I'm an NFL fan free agent. So 
Oh, because oh, right. the, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, working here in New York, I had to, you know, be basically follow religiously Giants and the Jets for the last two years. So my Browns fandom started to tip off, and then once they signed to Sean Watson, that was it for me. Um, so yes, I only I only claim Mike White. I do not claim the Jets. So I would love <laughs> to see him in a playoff game, even after his performance on Sunday. Of oh, all wow. the people to get behind. I mean, I get Mike F and White. I mean, he's a good story, but. Wow, we'll have to check back in wait, on your free agency. And wait, what would happen is that would Zach Wilson be on the playoff roster? I can't keep track of where they've been trying to bury that guy. <laughs> Zach Wilson is in Timbuktu right now. Yeah. I don't think anybody's seen this somebody, guy. Hey, somebody call Zach. We're back in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, right. He'll be like, wait, what? He's like on a one way ticket to a one way ticket to Abu Dhabi. I mean, they they want Zach Wilson as far away from this team <laughs> as humanly possible. I'm serious. Like Zach, we booked you a. A, a, a fact-finding mission in Antarctica that we think you could really benefit from. You got to work on some footwork drills up there. Just have said, at it. For I me. said, send them to, to Milf Manor, that TV show that they're airing next year. <laughs> you don't think that he could he could executive produce that show? What do you mean <laughs> hey you guys, not? guys, this is not fair. Robert Sala <laughs> said multiple times that they're not giving up on Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and he's also said that he was what? He said a lot of things. Keeping receipts, instant coffee. Robert Sala's probably uh, just hoping he get, has a job next year. The way well, not if he makes down. the playoffs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now he'd be a playoff a playoff coach. Uh, let's go to our buddy Jay is in Alabama. Jay, what's up? Man, I, I didn't mean to be selfish and call in again, but, I mean, this is an unprecedented week. But remember I said yesterday – you know, about tomorrow, you know, getting his conscience back, able to walk out on that 50-yard line and, you know, just saying thank you to the crowd, the crowd saying thank you back. I mean, I just heard one of your callers would have the best scenario to where if Cincinnati – sorry, I'm out of breath. Cincinnati and uh, Buffalo has to play in the playoffs, the game be played in Cincinnati. You're talking about a movie script type of, like, scene right there. If I mean, if he's able to get up, walk, walk around – at least come out on that 50-yard line before the game starts for, like, the, the coin toss or whatever. I'm telling you, somebody is going to make – somebody starting or writing the script for that, like, right now. I know. And, I mean, that would just be the greatest outcome, I swear to God. It's like when Ryan Shazier came out at the draft. I mean, a little bit different because it wasn't a game, but do you remember when he came out at the draft and announced one of the Steelers' draft picks? And it was like the – Yeah. It was like you can't put a uh, – Ah, the feeling of that was incredible. I think Dennis Bird had a moment like that too, right? When he came back to a Jets game. Yeah, I think so. I'm not a Jets fan. I think he did. So yeah. But that would be something, Jay. You're absolutely right about it. And you're never selfish to call in. You know you're welcome anytime on this show. We love talking to Jay about football and life, philosophers, explorers, philosophies, Occam's Razor. <laughs> I thought we I thought we all agreed no philosophy today. When did we agree to that? I had all these Voltaire takes ready to go. I thought that was hour number three. Back on Maggie and Perloff. Maggie, we uh we have a happy customer on the other side of the glass right here. Pat Boyle is basically flying his Notre Dame flag now. Sam Hartman is officially their quarterback next year. Is that right? I can't remember. Who's the last I don't know if he's going to be a first-round pick. Who's the last, Pat, who's the last quarterback you were really excited to see at Notre Dame? Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn. Oh, man. <laughs> Wait, this isn't just Pat. This is Stu is a big Notre Dame fan also. Oh, you Stu? got double. I can't even keep track of Stu's weird teams. 
So, wait, are you guys excited about Sam Hartman? Yeah, it's cool. I think uh, a good quarterback would be very big for this program and, and team. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I'm going to take that one step further. I'm going to say Notre Dame is absolutely back in the college football playoff next year. The fact that they won nine games this year, early in the year losing to Marshall and Stanford, Marcus Freeman showed his, his colors, showed what kind of coach he is, dug his nails in, dug his teeth in, coached that team to nine wins, okay, a bowl okay, win. Yeah, yeah. This, is not a a Notre Dame. this is not a Notre Dame promotional video <laughs> It here, is, Pat. though. It is, though, because think about what they, where they could be next year, and now you've got one of the – Top five quarterbacks in you know active quarterbacks in college football next year. They're absolutely going to win eleven games. First of all, you never know how a transfer is going to work out, and Sam Hartman is stew size, so I I would just slow down a little bit. <laughs> but but and also the you know, other- I'm kind I'm kind of with Pat on this one. Yeah. I, they already were having these big recruiting classes with Marcus. I know it's Notre Dame, so they're always going to have a big recruiting class. But you got basically the prize. I mean, after the Devin Leary injury, and and he's going to Kentucky. This is like the prize quarterback. Well, I mean, listen, if they if they'd gotten Drake May, that would be a completely different well, conversation. Well, but he's not leaving. He's not leaving because nobody made him the right offer, which is <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no one got it up to that 5 million. I have a bad news for both of you Notre Dame apologists. I don't know if Michigan will be leaving that final four next year because we also got word from Jim Harbaugh via the Michigan Twitter feed, a Michigan man through and through, go blue, a statement from Jim Harbaugh. Maggie, can I share a little bit of it? I am aware. Oh, I can't wait. I am aware of rumors and speculation over the past few days. Oh, really? Thanks, Jim. College and NFL <laughs> teams have great interest in all our personnel, from players to coaches to staff. And I believe this is a testament to the strength of our University of Michigan football program. As I stated in December, while no one knows what the future holds, that's caveat number one. Did you hear that, Maggie? No one knows what the future holds. I expect track. I expect that I will be enthusiastically coaching Michigan in 2023. Maggie, coach, translate for me. I expect <laughs> that I will be. What is that? Fill me in here. What does this mean? Well, I mean, Jim Harbaugh is kind of an odd bird. So maybe it's like, hey, you know, you never know what could happen tomorrow. Is he kind of leaving this open to anything could happen? But it sounds I like think, it sounds I like expect- that's the case to me. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. You'd have to be a world-class jerk to put out a statement and then leave. I don't think Jim Harbaugh is that. I, I think that while this, like, cracks the door open that tiny, tiny bit, I expect, you can't put a statement out on the official Michigan Twitter feed, and then two weeks later you're back doing an interview with Jim Ursay or something for the Colts job? You'd look like such a schmo. I mean, we give these college football coaches a lot of grace. Hell, Bobby Petrino's back calling plays now, offensive coordinator for A&M, as we heard. You can come back and guys have done way worse than anything Jim Harbaugh's done, but you'd have to be really classless to put out the statement and then leave a month later. Wouldn't you? Um, That's weird because I thought you'd been in this industry before. Have you never seen how (laughs) college football coaches operate? Why would he just say, I'm coming back? I'll be back. Why wouldn't he just say that? Like a normal person would say, and also too, this is a guy who basically committed to Michigan, then showed up on the Minnesota Vikings facility doing an interview out of nowhere last year. No, I, I think this opens the crack just a little bit. And we've seen coaches famously, most famously, Bill Belichick with the Jets and Patriots. Coaches can flip-flop whatever they want, Maggie. I don't know. I, feel, I thought this was a bit, the wording to me was a little weird. Well, the wording seems intentional, but the idea that you would want a Jim Harbaugh to act quote-unquote normal, that's a you problem, Perla. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh is never acting normal, <laughs> ever. Um, he's, he's just his own thing. 
while yes, he did, he like if you parse this with like a PR person, he definitely left the door open just a little bit. But the real life implication, I don't think that he would. You just don't do anything. Like the, you, you mentioned it. He was at the Vikings facility on signing day last year. Well, you cannot thumb your nose at the university more than that. So why would you? But why would you put out a statement? You would just say nothing if you were still talking well, to no. the Broncos or the Panthers or the Colts. Maybe the school asked him to. I mean, he is recruiting, and he is recruiting both with high school players and the transfer portal. So I do think that there's reason to say. I'm sure his opponents are saying, you know, in the recruiting war, saying he's leaving. What are you doing here? Why would you go to Michigan? So that's a big factor. But I don't know. It reminds me a little bit. I was. I actually recently read a statement from Kevin McCarthy that he expects to be the Speaker of the House. And what does that mean? So <laughs> I'm just saying. How I many expect, votes have they had? Well, it's yeah. the Maggie, it's January. Can't he just say, I will be back as the coach of Michigan? Let's go. Why does he have to say, no one knows the future, but I expect? I I don't know. It's kind of weird. Well, if people are using this to negative recruit, if they were using the NFL and Harbaugh's flirtation with the NFL to negatively recruit, they're still going to do it off of this statement. So in that way, you're right. I don't think Jim Harbaugh did what what this might have been intended to do. But just like... Do you, do you really think that he would put this statement out and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, just kidding, I'm going to coach the Broncos now for $100 million? No, I, no you're right. I, I don't think so, but I'm not, I'm not saying 100% that it's not going to happen. Well, neither is he. Yeah, that's, that's why <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know I get what why this you means. can't go there. Neither, neither can he. I mean, him wanting to be intentionally sort of – I don't think this is intentionally misleading – He's just leaving that crack open just a little bit, and I can understand if anyone had a problem with just that. I ultimately think I ultimately think it's not going to mean a whole heck of a lot. Yeah. However, I mean, Perloff. Yeah. However, you're going to start seeing NFL teams are going to start getting real desperate. We all we know how this works with the hiring cycle. Teams all of a sudden things get start going faster and faster and faster. I mean, teams are going to reach out to him even after he put this out. Yeah, I mean. Statement. Listen, I, I think there are a lot of assistants that are also in line for jobs. I don't think that there's going to be what if there's seven or eight opens on average, seven or eight openings on average. I think there's going to be plenty of candidates. I don't think they're going to be so desperate to get Jim Harbaugh. I know he's had his great NFL record, but college coaches coming back to the NFL usually isn't great. I don't know. I'm not but sure what such the demand. A good NFL record. Yeah, but are you sure what the demand is there? Are you think any GM wants Jim Harbaugh in their building? I, I don't know that that's yes. Simple. Ooh, Definitely. No. You know, he, he doesn't get along with GMs. Like, he really oh, can't work with Well, the with a GM, GM might not, but the owner definitely the will. The owner will, but you need the right structure where the GM has no power. I, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is quite as simple as as, as he seems. I think Sean Payton would be a lot more in demand than, than Jim Harbaugh. Hey, by the way, did you see, speaking of Sean Payton, did you see the news Sean McVay is now, his yeah. name's getting floated back out into TV. the broadcaster yeah. world. So if Payton goes back to the NFL... Does McVay just sort of slide into the Sean, a Sean for Sean? But Sean's not going to the Rams. That's the last team you go to, right? What what does he have to build there? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.